0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to our 10th episode of Caffeine Before Bed. I'm your host, Jackson Lecce, and I am joined by a long-awaited guest, a Mother Dearest, Julie Lecce, and a old fan favorite, Sean Brown. Say hi, guys.
1: Happy to be here. Sean?
2: Uh, I was muted. Uh, h- hello. Hi.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we've we've heard my side of of the story a few times and Sean has been so kind as to indulge us but mother would you be willing to to give us a little background on yourself a little introduction
1: oh dear um well i'm a mom of four boys oldest jackson and uh, i don't know what you want to know i'm a mom just pick
0: something oh uh, pick a um, few things
1: ha- Currently a teacher, previously a performer and choreographer, and worked in feature film production and finance and all the things. I've had quite a few lives of fascinating and different things that I've been able to do, and uh, loved everything. It's been good.
0: Well, lovely. We are very glad to have you on. Sean is elated. He's he's been anticipating this all week.
1: Sean, Uh, it's nice to meet you. I you are a very normal occurrence in our house, and so it's nice to finally meet you voice to voice.
2: Yes, uh, good to finally. You no, know, I, I have heard your voice a lot of times in the the background of Andrew's <laughs> mic, but you know, finally actually talking here. I guess.
1: Yeah, it's great. Good, known to- you for years yet not. <laughs>
0: Mom, is there anything that you would like to to ask Sean or like or vice versa?
1: Wait a minute, you're in charge of this. Yeah, <coughs> topic and I'm trying.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to spark conversation here and develop it organically.
1: Oh, okay. So, Bob, tell me about living where you live, and uh, what do you love and not love about where you live in the country?
2: First of all, I'm going to start with a disclaimer. Contrary to popular belief, I do not live in a desert that is just completely sand dunes and nothing else. Um, Apparently, it's the picture that has been painted in a lot of people's minds when I say I live in New Mexico. There is trees and stuff, and you know I'm a big fan of the outdoors, so that's that's a pretty cool thing. So I, I really enjoy you know having having stuff to do uh, outdoors. It's probably the the number one thing I enjoy about about living where I live. And as for why I, I don't like it, um, I guess I, I'm not sure
1: are there any drawbacks at all that you would like to sh- to change about where you live, or is it has it got all I mean, the things that you would love to have?
2: Main drawbacks are I don't have any friends uh, nearby, so um, you know, but then again, that's how i've how I've met you know first Andrew and now jackson and and now you here, you know, so that you it, know it, it doesn't have to be a bad thing, I guess, but I, I'd say that's the biggest drawback to, and that's not you know. That's just because of my specific situation, not where I live in general. But yeah.
0: So then, uh, Mother Dearest, what is what is the biggest pros and cons of where you live now? And then, what would you would you like to stay here or go somewhere else that you've lived? Because you have certainly traveled uh, the continent and places you've lived.
1: Mm, good question. I love where we are now. I love kind of like what. Um, Sean said, "I like the terrain where we are. I love the evergreens and the mountains and the um, the the ocean. I love having all of the different terrains around here. It's just gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. So I feel like it's kind of a winter wonderland in the winter, and yet it's stunningly gorgeous and hikeable and uh, sun drenched beauty in the summertime with the glistening water. I love all of that uh, change." perhaps the friend the open friendliness of the people i would like to shift it seems a little bit more individualistic and i'm doing my own thing don't bother me whereas where i was raised was much more genuinely friendly to everyone regardless of whether you knew them or not and that would be one thing i would shift up here but as far as what you get to do and see, uh, I wouldn't shift I wouldn't change it. I love it. I wouldn't move. And I still wouldn't move even given the people I'm just gonna be nice to them anyway, and eventually they'll all soften. So haha. Keep smiling at the people and they kind of figure out they have to smile back. So
0: Or that mm-hmm. or they get intimidated by your overwhelming friendliness.
1: They do, and then they just walk away. And I'm okay with that as well. So yeah, at
0: least so. at least yeah. there's something out there. So then I have I have an idea of, of something that we can kinda of go with here because I am a college boy, which means I have to work very hard at staying uh, productive, or else I will just be lazy and take a lot of naps. Uh, But I know that, personally, uh, Mother, you are a very, um, almost too hard of a worker sometimes, so what What is your approach to procrastination because I know that- over this past little snow session that we've had over here in the Pacific Northwest, you got a break a little bit and then you finally sat down and read a book for even four hours, which was you said was the first time you've done that in roughly a decade which yes. which gives the impression that you do work quite uh consistently and whether or not that's you know doing teacher work or other production work or projects you're working on or just keeping uh, us and the rest of the family alive, that certainly is a long time to not have that kind of leisure. So so what's your approach to work and the dedication around that?
1: Well, do not be... Um, wrong thinking in that I don't love naps. I do love naps. Oh, my goodness. They are magical. And everyone should have one from time to time. And if I were a collegiate student, which I was at one time, and I did nap a lot. So I have to give a little bit of credit to the napping collegiates out there. As far as working, you know, that takes years of realizing that when you put it off, it's just more painful. Uh, I was not that way my whole life, for sure. So I think it came with the reward of having the hard work pay off, and then that being a more pleasant experience than having the weighing, nagging feeling of "oh, I've put this off and it's still hanging, and I still have to get it done," and oh, then that's just not pleasant. That whole nagging feeling. So. I think it was an overtime kind of thing. I got better and better at getting the work done so that my brain was free so that I could enjoy the time of not having anything as opposed to taking the time to have fun. When I knew I really needed to be doing something else, it kind of stole the fun out of it to some degree, and I got tired of that after a while. And so then it just became get the work done, do what you need to do, and then you get to really relish the free time. So that's
0: fair, Sean. Are are you a? I'll do it later, or I'm gonna get it out of the way first, and so I can relax later, kind of guy.
2: Yeah, the the um, I'm a I'll do it later kind of person. As much as I hate to admit that, it is the truth. Uh, there's very few things, very few times I I don't try to, to procrastinate. So, okay, yeah. but do you,
1: do you guys procrastinate everything? Because I I would find personally, that I do procrastinate the things that are less pleasant that I know I can do quickly and just wrap it up and get it done. And I don't have a problem procrastinating that kind of stuff. And I'm kind of a professional now at procrastinating certain kinds of things. But there's other things where I don't procrastinate those things because either they're more enjoyable or I know I can get them done in a certain, I don't know. What do you guys think? Are there certain things that you procrastinate more than others?
0: Well, see, here's the thing. My procrastination started when I hit algebra because <laughs> I didn't want to do it. And I remember so, that. So, Someone <laughs> else. Yeah, so else. <laughs> yeah, and so you know, uh, I was homeschooled during the time when I when algebra and I first met, and uh, <laughs> it didn't end with a kiss. I can tell you that right now. We did not have an enjoyable relationship together, um, and so I was able to choose which subjects I did in which order, and inevitably I would put math last because I liked it least. Uh, and so that was kind of my strategy for a while, and it's kind, of become, it's kind of separated itself into two categories. There's the items that I can procrastinate, like schoolwork, because I've gotten to the point in overall skill where I can wait until I have enough time to get it done like, by a couple days, because I rarely, if ever, turn anything in late. It's always by the deadline, because I believe that if something is, is supposed to be done by a certain time, it should be done by the certain time. You kind of give your word to that.
1: And I always so say I that's not new for you. You've always been that way, even with the things you hated to do.
0: Right, and so I try to get it done. But when I, when I do it, I, I like to say a due date is a is spelled D-O instead of D-U-E. Do you do it on the due date? Yeah. So that's not exactly true. I usually do it a couple days in advance, but I usually do it in one fell swoop. I just knock it all out in one go. So I don't... There's a lot of projects that I'll get that are, you know, maybe I get a couple weeks in advance, maybe even a month in advance. I will not do those until two or three days before the deadline and I'll get it done and I'll do it well, but I don't get it done up front and then the other category would be things that i have to do regularly that are that require dedication like going to the gym there isn't procrastination mm. with that because mm-hmm. i know that if you a skip it then you just miss out on the entire purpose of it which is to do it repeatedly and then also i you've built a habit around it like i go to the gym every day at 4 15 right and so then by the time 4 15 comes around after you've been doing that every day or five days a week or whatever for two years, it's like, oh, it's 4.15 or 4.30. It's time to go to the gym. And you just do it. And it's just become such a habit that there's not really room for procrastination because you know that if you don't do it then, you're not mm-hmm. going to do it at all.
1: Okay. So, Sean, a question for you then. If there's, are there certain things that are habits for you that you never put off like that? Or, is it, or are you even able to put off something that has kind of become a habit?
2: Um, I mean, yeah, I think, you know, with that, it's it's not something I I put off. I really can't think of anything off the top of my head. With the procrastination thing, though, here's, here's kind of what. So there's the things I really dread doing and absolutely just do not enjoy, whether that be a chore or, you know, a school assignment of some sort. And those things I have to get done, like, right away. Because otherwise, I just sit there when I can't do anything else without dreading having to mm. do that. Mm-hmm. However, if I don't, like, really, really not want to do it, I'm, I'm usually leaving it until, like, the same thing, I, I rarely, unless things really go wrong, rarely submit, you know, assignments late or anything. I always get it done in time, but I leave it until I have just enough time to get it done in time. So. hmm mm-hmm. Obviously it depends what it is, but yeah, unless I unless I really I mean, usually it would be like this things that I really dread, get that done, then whatever I really enjoy and then whatever I just need to get done that I'm not too, you know, worried about, I guess.
1: Well, so yeah, I that's... wish that I wish there was a way to um not procrastinate doing the ironing for me personally. Like, I, it's kind of, it's a joke between my husband and I that it's kind of permanent storage. Oh, is that shirt still in permanent storage? Because I put off the ironing like crazy. Unless someone is without clothing, they're not going to have an iron shirt, typically. And so, anyway, that is something that I still put off and get in trouble when I have people asking me and my family, Hey, have you seen that shirt? Oh, yes, actually.
0: See, the thing is, that's fair, because you're also juggling you know a lot of other things where see you you juggle a whole family and a full-time job and and I juggle keeping myself alive and getting <laughs> good grades so i mean there's a little bit of a difference there just just in capacity and i and i'm <laughs> Judging by what I've heard from Sean, his his things are more like um, shoot animals, make jerky, and play video games, along with some school on the side. So he's in yeah, a similar see, boat. I
1: wouldn't know how to do any of that. So I think that's amazing. Like I don't know how to shoot and kill or skin and get the meat from anything, much less know how to make jerky. So I think that's amazing. Like I would have to procrastinate learning how to do that, which I have clearly for so many years because I still don't know how to do it. So I think there that's amazing that, that he can do those kinds of things. I would have no idea how to do that. Oh, well,
2: see, thank the, you.
0: the sad thing is, though, is I can say all of that, but everything I know how to do, well, almost everything I know how to do, you also know how to do. So, it's- Not
1: true. This is my first podcast. See, you've already done nine there of them. You go. I have never That's done one. True. So see, you're already doing things better than me. See, But
0: now you have. And uh, rumor has it. <laughs> that that kevin might I, he is asking me about my podcasting stuff so he might get you to do a podcast with him he
1: has talked about doing a brother sister podcast where we just laugh at each other and make fun of each other and have a blast the whole time which would be kind of fun
0: which i think is was really interesting about the different dynamics because we talked about this a little bit last episode but podcasting is an oversaturated market just in general mm-hmm. but Like, this podcast is a balance between structured conversation, casual conversation, and just chaos, which usually happens when there's just a lot of guys on here. Um, I try
2: to bring the chaos as much as possible.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's he's the balancing factor. Uh, But then there's Sean's, which is much more structured in general because it's very topical. It's based largely around hunting and some other stories. But You say
2: that. uh, I listened
0: to an episode, okay? Thank you.
2: Thank you. you say that, but this, this, uh, yeah, uh, we, we won't get into it here. Actually, that but that, time, the
0: but... the dynamic of that of yours is different than mine, and even those two, even though you know, on this one we've had Andrew and I, uh, and then you and Dallas, and so there is somewhat of a sibling dynamic. If it was just like the way that. That my uncle and mother bounce (laughs) off of each other is very. It's a very different dynamic. It would be very entertaining if you if you ever do that. I will show that on here. But uh, but that even like there's just such a variety of different creators and the way that they produce Mm -hmm. stuff is makes the oversaturatedness of it a little bit less because there's a little bit of a unique footprint to everything.
1: It's true, and there have been some inner. I don't know whether you would call them entertaining, but some more enjoyable ones that I had to get used to how to enjoy that kind of podcast. It seemed very insular. It seemed very much like the people that were having the conversation. It was all kind of an inside joke kind of thing. And I had to get used to the fact that I felt like when I was listening to it, I felt like the outsider and couldn't really enjoy the the camaraderie really very much for a while until I kind of got used to oh, they're trying to let you in on that camaraderie. And so then I could enjoy it a little bit more. And other ones where it's just factual or it's just information, it's just topical. And then that you can get into really easily if you're interested in that topic. So I do agree that there's the gamut of how to enjoy a podcast out there. And some of us newbie listeners like myself have to figure out what that looks like from podcast to podcast. So, yeah.
0: So then I have a great question now that we're on to this particular topic. What have you thought of this podcast as a listener, also as my mother, and also knowing Sean throughout the, throughout the process? You also, oh wait, hold on. There's one other thing that I want to ask before we get to that question, because I know that Dallas and some others would be very, very enjoyable. Who did you say that Dallas, or that Sean sounds like?
1: Oh, Marlon Brando.
0: I don't know who that is, but for oh, any of you guys listening. God, I
1: don't know who Marlon Brando is. Are you kidding I don't me? Know who that is, oh no. my goodness. But Good
0: for any, goodness any of you guys lightning. listening, Orshaw.
1: Famous <laughs> go actor. Look it up. Famous actor, the godfather. Uh he was the um, original godfather.
2: Is the that pictures from? are in black and white, so I think it's a little before my time.
1: No, no, no. So, he was not a black and white movie guy.
2: That's that's most of the pictures. Okay, now I see Oh now.
1: well maybe because he's so old school anyway but the way he talks he talks like you guys talk it's so amazing when I first heard your voices I thought oh it's totally like Martin Brando talks anyway. and by the I can't way
0: by your she means uh, Sean and Dallas
1: yes
2: not me by Sean, I don't
1: Sean me. and Dallas talk like that and it's amazing so and sound, it immediately makes me think of him
2: so we sound similar then yes. you do sound similar similar um, yeah. not
1: exact but definitely related yeah. yeah I'll have
2: to work on that <laughs>
1: Uh, More make- so or less so.
2: <laughs> I make jokes all the time, saying he taught me everything I know. So you know, but I try not to be an exact copy <laughs> of everything he says. But I, I sometimes kind of steal his his lines and stuff. So
0: yeah, soon enough you'll be walking around naked.
2: all right all right we have to bring that up up every single episode
0: (laughs) yes it's become yes but back to the question that i asked a second ago uh mother what was your what are your opinions on on the podcast as a listener as my mother and knowing knowing sean what are your opinions on us as hosts and and the like
1: Well, first of all, I think it's very bold and courageous to launch a podcast, um, whether it's for a class or not, doesn't matter, just to launch a podcast and keep it going. I think it was very bold to go for an hour every time. Most podcasts that I listen to that are purposefully topical can maybe go that long, but just a random podcast where you're just kind of chatting with folks, that's a really long set of time. And so I just thought it was great that you didn't give up, that you kept it going, that you gave it a shot every week and tried new things and um, brought up new topics. And I was impressed by that for sure, because I wouldn't have no idea how to do that. So that was outside my wheelhouse. Um, As far as a listener, um, again, some of that insular thing that has turned me away from some other podcasts that I started to listen to happened at times where I thought this is really just between them and there's no attempt at making it enjoyable for other people. It's really just whatever their jokes are and whatever their thing is and their topics. And so I, it was hard to stay engaged. I really appreciated how it grew. So by last episode, when you were both having really great comments about podcasts in general and about what you liked and didn't like and Uh, the ways of having community within it, even if it wasn't going to make you a million dollars. I thought that was insightful. So when it became insightful and commentary, I thought that was much more engaging as a listener that was not going to be a participant. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I like that you shifted it up and had different people on um, and rotated it around, but they were familiar people um, to a previous podcast. So that also felt like, okay, I kind of know these people. So I'll come back and see if one of my people that I kind of have gotten to know is back on kind of a thing Um, but it did seem I'll be honest it did seem long every time at about 30 minutes I was like okay I could be done now Um, except for the last one the last one was good all the way to the end so that's my honest and true feedback
0: very well I know that some services have commenting features. I'm not very familiar with with all of them. But if any of you guys listening do share that opinion, feel free to let us know somehow or another. I do know that thinkingnoises.com does have a contact uh, information thing, uh, like a contacting form. So you can also get a hold of me that way as well if you do share the opinions. Or if you think that you're more interested in the the chaos, just there's a way for that. But. And I Sean, have to you- say,
1: if you before I want to do a shameless yeah. plug for Thinking Noises, you guys should all go and read the blog posts and the other writings of Jackson Lecce because they are quite enjoyable. He is a very gifted writer, and you will enjoy the time you spend reading those. Shameless plug over.
0: Oh well, thank you. And there's also mm-hmm. a store there if you're interested. <laughs> in That's all. Well. While we're on yeah, the topic yeah. of, shameless guys, Blood.
1: enough
2: promotion, enough promotion.
0: <laughs> we can promote your stuff too, Sean. But first of all, I'd like to give, I'd like to, to have. Audience. Yeah, well, sure enough. Uh, we we I'd like to get your opinion on kind of this particular podcast, and you've been on almost, I think, more than almost anyone else. I think more than anyone else except for myself, because you got kicked off of the one episode. Yeah. Um, granted, you oh, also kicked me off my own show. I was so.
2: just going to mention that. Mm-hmm. Good times.
0: Yep. So, so what has your experience been like on the on the show, and what are your opinions?
2: My experience has been. I, I i don't know chaotic i guess i feel like i feel like uh, I, I i stay a little more lighthearted than you and go off on more bunny trails uh, i think my episodes with my older brother would would prove that but, you know it, it's been a real good time i've enjoyed it a lot being able to, to come on and make jokes certain jokes that always seem to be repeated but we won't get back into that you know, I don't. I don't really know how to. There's not like any critical feedback, I guess, to really give you, uh, if that's what you were after. Except maybe don't, don't, don't plug everything constantly. But uh, jokes aside, hey. <laughs> jokes aside, I've enjoyed it a lot and I'm glad I, I've been able to show up late and that you've waited on me. So
0: that's fair. So uh, for those of you. Actually, no one would know because I haven't told them about it, but Sean has a habit of of entering recording sessions anywhere from uh, 10 minutes to an hour and a half late, so that's always a joy. It's a joy to play Russian roulette with how
2: late is Sean (laughs) going to show up?
1: (laughs) Well, since you're here...
2: This time, so you
1: can't can't say too much. So I have a question, because I'm in a completely different demographic than the two of you. I want to know what it's like What's the great thing about being a young man in today's age? Like, what do you real? What's really great about being a young guy right now? Because I'm not one, and so I want to know what it's like.
2: Yeah, I guess I wasn't prepared for this kind of uh, questioning. Um, let's see, what's great about it? See, this I, is what this is what this you is, get
0: when mom comes on the show.
2: Yeah, see, <laughs> I wasn't prepared these types of questions and I'm not good at answering them on the spot. Um, All right. I can but...
0: go first and give you a, give you a moment to no, think about it. Yeah,
2: you give me a moment, something to rebound off of.
0: All right. Yeah. Give you a nice, a nice talking point. Uh, I would say that masculinity is under attack just in general right now. There's, there's a war on masculinity and that's a very important thing because uh, effeminate men will be the end of modern society. And so being a man, uh, myself, and especially, easy for me to say, Uh, I'm about as good as Sean. Uh, There's, (laughs) oh yeah, we're bringing that one back. Uh, I'd say that there's a unique opportunity and I would say that this opportunity extends um, in probably a decade either on either side of me so probably 15 to 25 is is the probably the core demographic of this there's a unique opportunity to be a man truly like be an absolutely masculine man and not be uh necessarily you know a blustery man but be a real man somebody that that takes ownership and responsibility and and generally goes after things in a proper, wise manner and controlled and is a powerful man. I think that that will be the deciding point in where the future goes in general. And so being able to be a part of that opportunity and like I can't decide what other people do and how they think and how they act or whatever. But I know that I can be responsible for myself because at the end of the day, that is, that's in in my particular position. I'm not a husband or a father yet, so I am only accountable for myself. And so that responsibility, I can control myself and how, how I contribute to the future in that way. And so building myself into a strong man, that's why I'm uh, actively seeking out a lot of different types of learning uh reading and making myself physically strong and capable building strong working habits uh networking and and being able to uh tap into some creativity as well and and platform with with the podcast and with thinking noises and and all of that and the store even like that's a creative outlet that i can work with and so i can maybe draw more people in and see that this is a good thing. And I know that there are big celebrities as well, or big, not necessarily celebrities, but uh, influencers on either side uh, trying to tell people what they are and what they aren't. Uh, And so being an example, like boots on... I think that men our age are the boots on the ground in this this war. And so then determining which side you fight for is determined in Mm. your actions.
1: Uh, Neat metaphor. Yeah. Thank
0: you. Sean, it's your turn.
2: So clearly, everyone got a script except me. Um, <laughs> um,
1: off, oh, yep. Off the cuff, off the cuff. Sorry, I'm
2: not uh, coming to up with you that. Um, on the spot, uh, you know, all all I can really think of to say is is it's going to sound like I'm copying you. Now I'm really not. Is I like to think. Hopefully, I am on the younger side of my life still. So you know, I have a lot of opportunity to To make an impact, um, which is a huge responsibility, but being being you know younger in years gives you puts you in a place where you have, I guess, options and the ability to really decide what you're going to be and how you're going to make an impact on, you know, yourself and people and the world around you.
0: I think another part of it too is understanding. And realizing what the Im- the size of your impact is going to be, because I'm a 20 year old guy in college. I'm not gonna be you know million- like I have, yeah, I have like a hundred people that follow me on instagram i'm not I'm not a big person that has a lot of reach right now. You know, hopefully this podcast has reach. Hopefully the Thinking Noises website has reach as well. But my impact is limited. I'm not a well known person. I'm not an influential figure. I'm just a 20 year old guy that likes to make stuff. So I need to go into the whole making an impact idea with the exp- with proper expectations. I need to know that at 20 years old, with with you know a hundred people that listen to the podcast. I'm not going to be changing the world overnight. I'm not going to be making this colossal impact. You know, even if it blows up in this in this podcast or Thinking Noises or whatever, get 10,000 views. That's 10,000 people. And I can have an impact on those people, but the chances of that happening are small. So I need to go into this whole creation business with, with these uh, intellectual properties as well as just how I act through life, r- knowing that my impact is going to be both most powerful and most you know it's it's only going to happen with people that are relatively close to me it's not going to be a worldwide impact so the people that i impact are going to be uh friends and family and and maybe people that i know maybe once or twice out you know maybe some classmates that see my behavior or whatever but my impact is not going to be titanic especially at this stage and probably throughout the life my life unless i become you know, this. Unless I become a social media star, like I was <laughs> trained to do in my class, uh, then then chances are my impact is not going to be huge. So I need to understand that and, and prepare for that outcome rather than you know I'm going to become this hugely prosperous podcaster slash website guy, and then everyone will will come to me and I'll make an impact that way. I think that's not the wisest expectation.
2: No, it isn't, but I guess what I was trying to say with that is you're saying that now at twenty. you're not saying that at you know sixty five I'm saying there's there's hopefully time to you know to figure that out to get those expectations set, but
0: that's true as well
2: i I actually do have a question um now that I've thought of and and that is. How does how do you feel this is what that college fund money is going going towards here is what it sounds like this is a big joke between me and Jackson and I will say um, because originally he tried to do the the video game thing and I I will make the joke quite frequently probably more than he likes me to make it about him his parents paying to put him in college so he could play video games but (laughs) (laughs) you know uh, anyways. So then, what's the question? <laughs> that, that is the question. How how do how do you feel about this? You know, seeing that that's this college fund is that's what is, this is going for. You know, he's oh. he's
1: not
2: he's not in engineering. He's not in you know some field of science. He's learning how to be a social media star.
1: Oh yeah, go baby, go! You guys both go change the world. Do it, do it. Do it by doing the little bitty things really, really well as men. That's how you change the world. It's not about any kind of stardom or whatever field you're in is not magical. It's everyday life, doing it boldly, doing it well, doing it for good reason, and loving the people around you. So uh, I'm not in the college fund for any particular slot machine output. I'm, uh, I'm in it day by day to walk with, walk with him and, you know, Watch him want to take over the world in various tiny little ways, minute by minute, by the people that are around him just making an an impact for the glory of God. So, yeah, you guys go both. Do it. Do your thing and do it boldly as men and watch how how it's blessed. That's good. It's all good. And
0: and in addition to that, Mother is also very intelligent and has done a lot of things and was world renowned at one point. And so she also (laughs) got there.
1: Not true. Having,
0: <laughs> it, Well, it is. Don't, don't oh. worry about it. And also did that from being a communicator. And so going to school for communication isn't the worst thing in the world.
1: That is true. You do have to be a good communicator. Regardless of what your impact is, you're not going to have a positive impact if you're not um, purposing to communicate effectively, kindly, uh, winsomely with truth to the people around you, for sure.
0: So then, what is so then? As not our demographic, you are. You are.
1: <laughs> I don't know how to put this politely. Outside the demographic, yes, yes. Yes,
0: you are. You are <laughs> not our age range. So then, we'll we'll bounce your question back at you. Then I don't remember what it was, but it was something. you can't bounce
1: it back if you don't remember what it was. I'll
0: think of it. Hold on. It was. It was. Give me a second. <laughs> It was oh yes. How do you, it was like? How do you be a young man in this particular age? How do you be? I don't want to say an old woman in this age, but I don't know how to put it.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, how do you be your elderly self in this day and age? I think that's just, it's the same. I think it's not different than what you guys are needing to do. I think it is being. Um, so you guys need to be men, right? And we need that, but we also need women to learn how to be women, right? And so as an older woman, I need to purpose to show what that looks like. I I do not need to act like a man. I do not need to take over in areas that are not my responsibility, and I need to show what it looks like to boldly do what I've been equipped to do, but then graciously follow when it's not my lead. And that is something that the world needs to see. Um, From all age ranges, but particularly for um, older women, I think. And so that's where I feel like that that is. uh, I get to have big ears and listen to younger folks and when they would like some insight or opinion or advice then be willing to graciously say that without arrogance because I don't know that situation particularly, but I may have gone through something very similar. So I think that wisdom of how to walk that line um, to be helpful and approachable, but not domineering and obnoxious, I think is something that is very needed from my demographic. Um, we can tend, my demographic can tend to be very arrogant and let me just tell you how to do it and sit down and shut up and that's not helpful Um, people need to figure things out and know that you're available to come to and then when they come and they've messed up for you to be able to say yeah I get it I've messed up a lot too let's figure out what to do next and so I think that's where I am sitting now in all the different realms even in the different realms of teaching and leadership at my school where I am with the faculty as well as as a parent and as a friend to many many um, people of different ages that come and ask things it's a fine line to walk of um, I I really don't know it all so I really have to be humble but yet bold in at least acknowledging what I've experienced and being able to share at least some of that so anyway that's what I think Maybe.
0: I love the confidence here. Well, now that we've officially adopted Sean.
1: Oh, he's been adopted for years. What yes, do you mean officially? Yeah, it's been official uh, for years.
0: Yes. Well, yeah, welcome to uh, the well, good charge.
2: thing. I knew about this. Him. <laughs> so,
1: and they're not. And the boys, you know, you have to, you have to understand that Andrew and Jackson are not the communicators necessarily of all the things. So while yeah. I had already adopted you, they may not have communicated that the adoption was a thing. So, yeah. So yeah, that's fair.
0: Well. And on that lovely, heartwarming (laughs) note, we're going to conclude our 10th episode. This is the final official production run of Caffeine Before Bed. And lucky for all of you listeners, or not, depending on how you view the podcast, maybe you just come to it to laugh at us. I don't know. But we thank you for your listenership, and we will continue. We are going to go past the official run of the show, or or the required run of the show, and we are going to continue to make content. I will continue to procrastinate so that I never have a topic, and uh, we will hopefully have Mother Dearest on again. uh I am not going to shill Mother Dearest because she re- prefers to remain as she is on the internet. I will shill a few things to Sean's great dismay. He runs back in camp a podcast on all platforms. If you're interested, it's about hunting. And you can find him at Sean Bop on Instagram. I'm your host, Jackson Lecce. I can be found at ThinkingNoises on Instagram or ThinkingNoises.com on the World Wide Web. And with that, we thank you all so much for listening. Good night.
2: Bye.